Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome to... Thank you for being here. I have a great interview for you today, but before we get started, I want to share some exciting news. I will be hosting an in-person women's conference in the Charleston area, either in September or October. I have not nailed down the date yet. And if you have never been to a women's conference before or or my, my conference, It is so much fun. So I have music, I have giveaways, I have speakers, and it's a great time for women who want to better themselves to come together. And this event is going to be all about letting go of fear and stepping into fierce. Listen, our doubt and self-sabotage can prevent us from showing up as the woman we want to be. And this event is all about breakthroughs, gathering with like-minded women, and to dream big for your life and actually take action through workshops. So it's going to be amazing. So stay tuned for the official date by following me on social media and joining my email list. So I'll leave that all in the show notes. Also, I didn't um, I forgot to mention the review of the week in the interview, so I'm going to do that now. This one comes from Sammy is preggy. Uh, follow up with Susan. So uh, she says, I may be biased because I'm knowing so many people in the family have struggled with addiction as well as obesity that I have lived with this fear that I too would fall into the realm of it. But Susan's podcast really hit home. I've used sports and fitness since I was a teenager to fight off my demons and have personally gone up and down with my struggles. Definitely would love to hear more stories like hers. Her story was incredibly inspiring. Thank you so much. Uh, If you're listening to this episode, reach out to me and I have a little prize for you. Okay, guys, let's get into the interview. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're doing well. I have an amazing guest here today. I think you're going to be blown away. Just I, I, I have the opportunity to meet so many inspiring and great people. And this is another episode where I think you're going to be in awe. So today I have Samantha Huey, who is featured on the cover of Charleston's Oblique magazine for May and June. Sam is from Virginia and fitness has always been a part of her life. When Sam was a Black Hawk pilot and commander in the army, she realized how important being physically fit was for her aviators. Sam is now a pilot for the airlines and she advocates for mental and physical fortitude. She is also a personal trainer and NPC fitness competitor. Welcome, Sam, to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. So first and foremost, uh, congrats on your cover of Oblique Magazine. Oh, thank you. It's uh <laughs> It's definitely humbling. I love it. Yeah. Were, were your family or friends like surprised or? Yeah. Um, honestly, no one 
no one expected it. And then I sent it to my mom and my dad and um, they, I mean, they're obsessed um, and they were really happy about it. And then my best friend actually lives in um, Colorado Mm. um, and I just got to see her and she took like three of them. (laughs) She's like, she's a registered dietitian um, for post uh, postpartum. Mm-hmm. um specifically and uh I mean huge on fitness but also on women's health and uh she was just like so excited so um it was great to see her but also be able to be like hey look at this yeah I bet so how did you become affiliated with the magazine and um was there like a relationship built prior to you being on the cover uh, yeah, so uh, Carla over at Gold's Gym, she's the general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentioned my name to John, um, the owner of Oblique Magazine, um, because he needed somebody for his issue, um, previous issue with uh, triceps, like a tricep exercise. Um, and then she told him that I was also a pilot. <laughs> so he, that sparked his interest. Um, and so we met up um, and talked a while. And I was in a previous issue uh, just for the tricep picture and stuff. And he was talking to me. And so that's kind of how it went. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. So mm-hmm. um, did you do anything as far as did you train differently or did you follow maybe a stricter diet before you got on, on the cover? Uh, well, so that cover was literally a month after my first NPC show. Okay. So, um, so yes, (laughs) everything was different. Um, like, I mean, I essentially, you know, like got down to about 9% body fat, um, a little bit less for my show. Um, and then, a month after that, that's when, so I was just in the per- process of what they're, what's considered a reverse diet. Okay. Um, Cause it's, I, and I mean, we can talk NPC and the way the shows are set up and everything, but it's yeah. not healthy to say um, that lean for that long. Right. And so um, the process of reverse diet is actually essential to make sure that your metabolism's working fine. And then also um, your hormones are super out of whack. Mm. Um, so it's getting to know, making sure that all of that's handled as well. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get into all of that because it's, it's interesting and a lot of people don't know, you know the things that go um, on behind the scenes. You, know, you see this image and you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know it takes a lot of hard work, but you don't know, you know, all the other components of it. So yes, I would love to talk about that. It is super cool that, so you were a Black Hawk pilot and commander in the army. Can you tell us more about that? How you got into it? What your experience was like? Yeah. um, So I decided I wanted to join the army um, when I was 16. Wow. And yeah, (laughs) it was, uh, it was, because I, we, so I didn't go to West Point, but we ended up going to West Point. I played um, basketball when I was in high school and um, we were doing tours of different colleges and one of them just so happened to be West Point. Um, the basketball coach taught me how to salute and then um, we went outside and they had a Blackhawk sitting there um, mm-hmm. and they stuck me in the cockpit of a Blackhawk and I was like, all right, I want to do this. 
Um, and my grandpa was in the Air Force before uh, for Vietnam. And he was like, oh, if you make it, I'll be the first one to salute you. Mm. And so um, the competitive in me was like, if. Yeah. And so um, when. Like, <laughs> yeah. When. And not only that, I'm going to fly Blackhawks and I'm going to make sure that I'm the best. So, um, yeah. So I graduated from James Madison University and got aviation, graduated and became a distinguished honor grad. Got first choice in my fr- airframe, which ended up being wow. a Blackhawk, and then went immediately to the 101st, um, which is in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, mm. uh, just an hour north of Nashville. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so how was your, was, do you feel like you had a natural talent um, in being able to fly, or do you think it was like strictly training or a little bit of both? Um, I think it's a mix. Um a lot of determination yeah. <laughs> is what I would consider it. Um, it's, it's, I mean, like with everything, it's, you know, a fire hose learning pretty much everything and mm-hmm. you kind of have to stay focused and know your basics. Um, so that, that kind of was like where I, I made sure, you know, I was, I knew the minimum, the bare minimum mm-hmm. and then um, by heart. So then that was just, you know, easy to rattle off. So then when we got to the harder stuff, that's where I was able to focus because Mm -hmm. the the rest of the stuff was just already known. So, yeah. So how long does the training to be able to fly a Blackhawk helicopter, how long does it take? So um, it was a year and a half. Um, I I think I hit uh, one four-day bubble. Um, Bubbles are, so you start off, uh, I started off with a TH-67, which is a small Bell helicopter, mm-hmm. um, single engine. Um, so they teach you all the basics there, um, how to hover, how to fly straight, mm-hmm. stuff like that, how to land. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then some emergency procedures so that you're mentally ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go, you go straight into instruments, which is flying into clouds, uh, making sure that you're comfortable focusing on a just like a little screen mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like essentially making sure the crosshairs are in um, intact so that you're not turning or descending when you're not supposed to be. Mm. Um, so it's focused solely on the, on inside, um, no looking outside. And then, um, then it comes to the tactical stuff, which you transition over to uh, Kiowa um, which is still a small helicopter. It's just a single engine. Um, and you do a lot of, uh, like military operations. Um, it's kind of funny cause you do them on the ground, like when you're learning, um, for, to be in the military altogether. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then in the air is just completely different. So like land nav on the ground is, like one thing, but then land nav in the air is just something completely different. I'm, I'm way better at the air than I am on the ground. Really? Like, yeah. Um, the air, like you kind of like, so I would, we'd get up and I, you, you look for like ri- river bends or, you know, um, a very distinct, uh, building of some sort and stuff like that. And you're kind of like, okay, you see that bend in the river, you see how it turns to the east. 
all right, I want you to fly towards that and I'll tell you when to turn and mm. stuff like that. And so you get all the way to your point and then your point is just, you know, a landing area. Mm. And so it was a lot easier for me rather than like figuring it out on a map and figuring it with a compass and like, yeah. am I walking the right direction? Like, I don't know. It, it was yeah. way easier for me in the air. Um, so we did th- that and then you do a lot of like other, um, you have to mask and unmask, which is not, it's, it's cool, but it, it's not as cool as people think it is, but it's like literally hi- hiding the helicopter, mm. um, behind, you know, something so that they can't see you. And then you mask up to, uh, target your, like whatever point you're targeting. And then you mask that down so that they don't see you. Oh. So it's fun. It it's, is. Uh, it's, it's like hide and go see. Oh my God. I <laughs> know. Yeah. My husband is totally into aviation. Like he has a flight simulator. Um, he, uh, he c- contemplated in college going through the aviation program and then he flies. I don't know if you're familiar, uh, with a paramotor. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, um, the, the, he, I know. Yeah. Yes, it's the engine and then the wing behind you. Yeah. Yeah. But he has to, you know, radio in and pay attention to air traffic control and all of that stuff. So when you're talking, if he listens to this episode, he's like, he'll know exactly what you're talking about. Meanwhile, you know, like (laughs) average Joe here, I'm like, okay, yeah, that I'm I'm envisioning what I can, but (laughs) you know, most people don't understand, you know, the, the verbiage and all that, but it's, it's, it's crazy to think about that you're able, able to do that. And I think it's super awesome that you're a female in a mostly dominated by male, uh, field. So how is, what's that like? Um, so I, I always start this off with, I look forward to the day that I never have to answer that question ever again, Okay. because there's so many women in the aviation field. So like I, I want that to happen, but yes, um, it's not bad. Um, the military was a little different than that it is now. I actually, there's less women in the airlines than it was in aviation in the military, Mm. um, which is interesting to me. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, I don't, I feel like I, like early on I was undermined because Mm. I was a female, but, um, that was also, you know, back in 2011 Mm. and, um, nowadays, like, I don't, I don't think that's as much of a case, um, which is great. Um, and I think it's pushed more like, Hey, you can do whatever you want to do. So, and I love that. Like, um, and I love watching, you know, little, so my, my favorite thing now, now that I'm in the airlines is getting like little girls that, um, come and look in the cockpit and they're like, mom, you know? So we, and they always come in. All right. I always allow them to come in and like we play with the we you don't play with the buttons but we play with the buttons yeah you know so there's like little buttons you can press and stuff that make sounds and stuff so we always let them like press those and then turn on the lights and stuff like that so um but I'm sure they appreciate they remember that because like you said in the airlines like 
when we fly, you, you usually see male pilots. I think it's so badass when you see a female pilot, you know, mm-hmm. um, and th- it's going to be amazing when we see that more, more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we get back into the show, I want to ask you a question. And that is, are you looking for a convenient, affordable, and most importantly, fun workout that you can do wherever and whenever? Then I need to tell you about Bar Where You Are's on-demand workouts. It's my girlfriend and fellow boss babe, Heather McWright, has created an amazing online platform with more than 100 different bar, yoga, and dance cardio workouts that are available at the touch of your fingertips. Whether you prefer working out at home, you're planning on going on vacation and don't want to stop your fitness routine, then Bar Where You Are is just what you need. So they have these workouts ranging from 15 minutes to an hour, and they literally have everything that you need. And lucky for you, Become Your Vision listeners are getting access to 10% off your first month. All you have to do is head to barwhereyouaresc.com slash online workouts. Click subscribe now and enter promo code become your vision for 10% off your first month. I will leave that in the show notes and I promise you, you won't regret it. So how did you get into flying commercial airplanes? Did, was that always a goal of yours or how did that happen? Um, actually, it wasn't. Okay. Um, I, uh, I was going to stay in the military, but um, my husband and I wanted to like security to stay on the East Coast. Mm. And so we ended up, um, I ended up making the decision to get out. And, um, that was about, so 2018 is when I officially got out, um, the airline industry pre COVID, um, was bustling, Mm -hmm. um, because, um, there's a significant amount of pilots that are about to retire. Mm. Uh, forced retirement is at 65. And, um, I think United was, saying they needed to hire 700 pilots a month to make sure that they met. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's so much. Yeah. So yeah. Um, to meet like the amount of people that they were retiring. So um, they were offering, you know, it's called a rotary transition program. And um, they offered to pay for all of my training to transition over to the airlines. And I thought that was, you know, I, I totally would love to fly something faster. So I was like, let's try this out. Um, and it's been a blast. Um, it's definitely, so I don't fly the big ones. I fly the small ones that everybody hates to fly. Okay. Um, So, uh, the two seaters on each side, but, um, what are they called? Uh, so Canadian regional jet is what I, I fly the CRJ. Okay. Um, seven and nine. So, um, there's different versions, but basically the seven and nine, um, it's as low as 56 passengers up to 81. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I decided to fly those and it, I mean, it's been, it's been fun. It's definitely, I got, I get to see mostly the East coast. Like I think we go as far West as we went. I went to St. Louis a couple of days ago 
and then um, as far north as Toronto, and then as far south as like the Bahamas. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how far typically can you, you fly? Like, is there a certain mileage or? Um, it just depends. Uh, gas, um, obviously. Weight. And then weight, yeah. Amount of passengers. And then uh, duty day, obviously, as well. So um, depending on what time you start. And okay. then uh, so on and, and how many legs you have and so on and so forth. Duty gate. Is that what you said? Duty day. Duty day. Okay. What yeah. does that mean? So um, I'll take today, for example. I started at five o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, I actually, oh, shoot. There it is. Okay. Um, I started at five o'clock in the morning. I have, I, you have this like little, just so that you know where I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, it's a duty day um line holders um hour thing that you're allowed to like you have so you can like look at it and it just depends on what time you start and how many legs you have and a leg is like flying dc to charleston okay would be a leg um so i had three legs today and i started at five so i only have 12 hours of duty day um starting at five so the latest that i could fly is 5 p.m before they they have to um either ask for an extension or um, they have to get a different crew. Gotcha. Okay. So. And before we hit record, um, Sam was telling uh, uh, telling me about like the, the long day you had. You had a full 12 hours yesterday, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Now does your, so your schedule changes. Some days you have um, a longer day and some it's lighter. Yeah. Um, so it's completely dependent on the trip that you pick up. So, um, I like to pick up four day trips. Um, so you start off on day one and then you go home on day four. Right. So, um, and typically my goal is to get as many hours as possible in those four days. Mm. So, um, I look upwards of 20 hours. Um, that's where I like to be. So, um, typically it's, uh, usually like three legs, four legs, four legs, three legs, um, something like that so that I can get as many hours as possible because the goal is not to be in the smaller aircraft. I want to, um, I want to be able to, honestly, if I could, if I was queen for a day, I'd be flying a 787 internationally and, um, which is the largest aircraft, um, and, you know, just going wherever I want. <laughs> so that's a lot of training before you get to that point. Um, yes and no. Uh, yes, you have like, essentially, so what ends up happening is like, you have so many hours, the company, so United is the one that flies the most 787s overseas, right? So, um, I would apply to United if I get picked up and they have, um, like openings and their 787 fleet for first officers, Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I am high enough on the seniority list in my class um, to get my first choice. And then I would get um, 787s and then I would have to learn a whole new aircraft. Yeah. Um, so, which is stressful. I think, I think there are uh, trainings about like a month, two months okay. at most. Um, so, but it's definitely doable. Yeah. So. It's just a matter of time before you get yeah, there. Exactly. 
I, I highly believe in that. Okay, so let's get into the your fitness. That's a huge part of who you are, what you do. Um, it helps you be a better pilot. Um, okay, so you said your fitness has always been a part of your life. Yeah, um, I. I mean, I grew up in a very active family. Okay. Um, so I have a sister and a brother, and I. I like to. The, at one one weekend, we had 18 games between my sister and my brother, my mom and my dad and I. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're just used to moving all the time. All the time. Yeah. So now is it hard to fit in fitness when, when you're traveling? Is like your body and mind confused on the time of day or jet lag? Uh, no, but it definitely is. A, you have to make an effort. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I've had to right now. It's like discussing with my crews and stuff like that. And people that I talk to online, um, about like how I do it. So, um, depending on like how many legs you're flying, so on and so forth, you can have as little as 10 hours and as many as, you know, a 30 hour layover. So, um, 10 hours, definitely hard to get, you know, a good, um, amount of training in on those days Mm -hmm. because, um, 10 hours starts when you put the break up. So it's not like I'm, yeah, it's not like I'm in the hotel relaxing for 10 hours. It's, I put the break up. Now I have to do my walk around. Now we have to go into the van and now we have to make it to the hotel change and so on and so forth. And then you have to sleep in between, right? Or with, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot to get in. As how many, what does your routine look like now? How many days a week do you work out? What, um, what kind of workouts do you do? You do? Um, so it's two days on one day off. Um, I start with um, chest and then back um, and then a day off arms and legs um, and chest back and arms all have shoulders with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my coach basically said, I need bigger shoulders. <laughs> so, so we're working on getting bigger shoulders. Um, for your next but, competition. Yep. Okay. So yeah. how many competitions have you been in? Just one. Okay. Just one. And then yeah. when was that? Um, back in March. Like March. The, okay. Middle. And your next one is not known yet. Um, oh. yeah. So, um, my coach, he's amazing, um, but his biggest thing is um, you don't tell me when you're ready. I tell you when you're ready. Oh, wow. Um, so, and it's great because, so it's, you'd be like, oh, that's aggressive, but I love it. Um, mostly because I don't have to worry about right. like, oh, you know, oh, there's this deadline. It's exactly on this day. I need to make sure that I'm ready by this day. And then, you know, your cortisol level spike, you know, right. your body's like a lot more tense, so on and so forth. I don't have control of this. And you kind of have to recognize that, you know, I don't have control of when, yeah. when this is going to happen. I'm just going to work my butt off to make sure that I'm ready when he tells me. Wow. So, so does he sign you up and just be like, well, I signed you up type of deal, or will he give you some, some sort of notice? He gives you notice. Okay. Um, he, he's like, Hey, I think you're ready. Let's look at dates. And then we'll start looking at dates. Yeah. Who, so, who's your trainer, by the way? Uh, Mark Tominick, um, uh, Tominick train. He's an online coach. He's based out of Ohio. 
Okay. Okay. I was curious because I'm not sure if you're familiar with Teddy Simmons. Mm-mm. He was featured in the Oblique magazine. Um, he was on my podcast as well, but oh, yeah. um, he was in a fitness competition. And uh, I was just curious if you guys, if you guys use the same, same trainer or not. So um, how, okay. So what does your eating look like? Um, so right now we're in a bulk. Um, actually I'm going to pull it up because we just changed it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he, I, Mark's probably one of like my favorite. Um, I'm very like, so I just, I just switched over to him. Um, and I really enjoy everything that he's doing cause he's very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to, I like having, someone else worry about everything. <laughs> right. Cause I've got, I've already got enough on my plate, you know, like I, I mean, I, so I have a continuous blood glucose monitor and it's funny because I can see when my stress levels spike mm. because, because my blood glucose spikes as well during those times. Oh, so it's wow. really interesting, but yeah. yeah, so, so we just changed it up. So, um, pre-workout, I usually work out in the mornings um, when, whenever I can. So before a workout, I get, uh, nine ounces of egg whites, a hundred grams of blackberries and 47 grams of cream of rice. Mm. Um, and then post-workout is five ounces of sweet potato, um, protein powder and seven ounces of grilled chicken. Mm. And then, um, my next meal is eight ounces of chicken two ounces of avocado, a cup of rice, excuse me, and um, 18 almonds. And then I have a like a mid-workout, intra-workout snack, which is just a morphogen. It's a, it's like a carb, like a, a liquid carb. Mm. And then 16 ounces of red Gatorade, which makes me so happy. So, Why red? Do you, do you get to choose? Uh, yeah, you get to choose. And I just love red. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. So do you ever get, I mean, you do this, this, this diet seven days a week? Yeah. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, how do you stay so regimented? Um, I mean, it's definitely not easy, especially when you're flying and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's not like, um, so ideally, what, what I would like to do is have my timeline you know, set up and it's every day is the same, mm-hmm. you know, at this time you're getting your food because your body like recognizes, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you have it regimented, your body's going to be like, all right, it's now 11 o'clock. I'm hungry. You yeah. know, like ghrelin, your ghrelin hormones just going to start screaming at you. Yeah. And so, um, that's, that's typically what I would like to do, but with my job, it's kind of like dependent on where I am right. and like, if I'm flying or if I'm, you know, talking on the radios or so on and so forth. Um, so it's not ideal, but I, I just try to at least make sure that I am eating the right food. (laughs) Um, so the nutrient timing might not be like on point, but the, the nutrients are. Yeah. so. So do you pack your lunch and bring it with you? Oh yeah. So I pack four days worth of food. Um, in so I mean we can go into it but yeah essentially I cook all of my meals and then I put them in um Ziploc bags Mm -hmm. and um then I have a silicone 
um, like pop out bowl that I use um, and just heat up the meals where I can. Yeah, that takes a lot of a lot of planning, you know, and a lot of mm-hmm. thought behind it. Like, okay, you know, I got to have all of this. I got to make sure I take it all. Um, and then really, you can't when you're flying and traveling and stuff. It's not like you can go to the store, right? Um, sometimes we're next to stores. Okay. Um, so that we're able to do that. Um, but no, I've gotten really good if I forget something or if something goes bad or something like that. Instacart is my, my best friend. Yeah. And I just, yeah. So I Instacart to the the hotel. So. Sure. So like, okay, when you're, I think this part would be hard when your trainer is like, well, I'll tell you when, when you're ready. Is it hard to be like, well, I can't eat a certain way until, well, God knows when. Is that challenging? Yeah. Um, so last year when I was flying, I got changed up mid, um, mid-trip. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was basically kind of half guessing and then half like trying to get it done. Um, so Instacart. Um, this one, it was decreasing food. So it was a little bit easier because I just took out. Um, so I was eating a cup of green beans and it was, I can't remember how many carbs, but so I just took out the green beans. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not eating these green beans today. And I just yeah. threw those away. Um, but you, it is kind of guessing. I um, Right now we're in a surplus, so I'm not too worried about it, but usually I bring a scale with me just in case something like that does happen. But I mean, like, what do you, like, if you're like, I'm craving pizza and I can't have pizza until whatever, if your competition is August, I can't have it until August. Like if you don't know the date, you're like, well, I'll never have pizza again. Type of like, does that bother you? It would bother me. Oh, it, it's not too bothersome, but I do watch like so much food network. It's oh. unbelievable. <laughs> so that would be torture. Like every time I see the food network, it's like, I don't know, ice cream or whatever. And then you're like, uh, it's torture in general. Cause like, if you don't have it at your house or whatever, but then not, you know, just being so restricted that you can't, you can't have it. That's <laughs> you, you must have like a different part of brain that could just like shut it off. <laughs> I don't know. It like, it was just so much, especially when I was like diet, um, like my, my prep was getting really down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so easy for me to watch like chopped or guys grocery games or something like that. And, um, it just, it helped me with cravings, mm. um, along with, um, there's an app it's called tasty mm-hmm. and, um, I, um, uh, my niece just walked in. Sorry. Oh. Um, it, the tasty app is like making recipes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say saved an unbelievable amount of recipes that I've yet to even like touch yeah. since, uh, since my show. But it's funny because like, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make that when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Um, but the, the whole point of, you know, like what, why are you doing this? Right. You know, why, why are you doing a, a prep? It's like, because I want to compete and I want, you know, I want to be the best. And like, um, so my coach, like, he's like, you can't be food focused 
because when you're food focused afterwards, you're going to, that's what all you're going to do is you're just going to gorge. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and it's also like in basketball, does the, you know, do, do you look for the championships or do you look for after the championships, the, like the party after like, right. no, you, you want to win that game. You want to get that ring, you know? Right. Um, so it's the same thing in bodybuilding. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to like get excited about the cookie that I'm going to eat afterwards, which I, I mean, I am, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm here to be what I, what I called undeniable. Like I'm mm-hmm. here to dominate. So, yeah. So what kind of competition do you do? Is it um, like the bodybuilding or is it bikini or it's a uh, figure? Okay. So um the so bikini is like uh, the girls on the beach that look phenomenal. They're yeah. like, oh yeah. So that that's bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, wellness is the next level. So the girls on the beach that have beautiful legs, those really thick thighs, mm-hmm. um, that's wellness. And then figure is a lot, a little bit more of an athletic build. Okay. Um, and um, it's like X tapered almost. Mm. Um, and then bodybuilding or physique and bodybuilding is when you get like the real big, like, oh, that's noticeable mm. kind of situation. So which one so. are you said bodybuilding? Figure. Figure, figure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, oh my gosh. It's exciting. Like how, how was your first competition? Were you nervous? Um, towards the end, the weeks like prior, did you have to, was it more extreme? Um, I was, I was definitely nervous. Um, the, so the weeks prior, it was, I wouldn't consider it more extreme. It was more like focus. And then I definitely had to recognize, um, that I was overtasking myself. Mm. Um, because once you're that lean, like your body starts slowing down. Um, and so therefore you start slowing down and it, you know, you can't do everything that you used to do. Um, at the speed that you're used to. Um, so I had to like significantly pull back because I'm used to like, you know, go, 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 go. Let's do this. Right. Let's do this. Um, and it was more so like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. yeah. So, and you're constantly cold because you have no body fat. Really? So, yeah. Freezing the whole time. Freezing. Yeah. So um, I was reading. Yeah. Oh my God. It was insane. I was, um, personal training during the whole thing. Yeah. And, um, I was wearing like three shirts, a sweatshirt. And then sometimes I would bring, um, like a little beanie on my head. My, my my trainer, like my clients were all like, are you serious? Like I'm sweating. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's really cold. That's so funny. Cause I'm cold. A lot. I wouldn't say I have like uh, body fat that's you know competitive worthy, but um, I'm always like usually I'm always cold. It's it's funny. Like in the grocery store, I always have to bring a sweater. Post workout, I get really cold. I always have to bring a sweater. So, um, but yeah, it's frustrating when you're like I'm just freezing. You get like, I don't know if you got angry, but I would get angry of like I don't like being cold. <laughs> See, I was more so like, I, well, I don't know. I was really excited about it. Um, but um, my husband got me a um, heated shawl 
that I could walk around in. And so it was like the perfect gift. Um, So because you just like cover yourself the whole time. So I I don't know, I was fine. I I wasn't fine, but I was fine because I had the ability to be warm. Right. Okay. Now explain what, so you reverse, reverse training. Cause it said like, after you, um, you compete a lot of women, especially gain a lot of weight. Um, you know, they're food focused, they gorge. Uh, so how do you avoid doing, avoid, avoid that happening? Um, it was, it was not easy. Um, yeah. it was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, but you kind of so the way that I set it up was kind of like the way that you set up a deployment so I went into a military mode yeah um so um our fridge in cycle they don't use it anymore but essentially the cycle for when we were deploying overseas was deployed um re- like return um and like reset and then training prep deploy again so it was four, four different cycles. Okay. Um, so I essentially was like, okay, I am deploying back from my competition, mm-hmm. which means I need to do a reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark is really good with that. He's very strict about like what you have afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because basically anything that you put in your body that's additional, you're automatically going to gain weight because mm-hmm. your body's not used to it. Right. Um, So, um, and you're and the way your body sets up, like, so when you're at a deficit, your body's like, okay, we're starving. Right. And they're, so they're like, what do we do? Okay. We're going to pull this fat from these different locations and that's how you like lose weight. Right. So then once you get to a maintenance phase, which is basically what I was doing is like going reversing into a maintenance phase, Mm -hmm. your body's like, oh, okay. So we're getting more stuff we need to store this because we don't want this to happen again where I have to pull fat. So um, it starts storing fat um, unless you do it properly, Um, which I wouldn't say that I did it like completely properly. um, But it's definitely something that I try to, I I'm, I'm still in my reverse. So uh, um, I'm constantly trying to make sure that I'm not like, going crazy over wanting different foods, you know, right. I did enjoy myself the two days afterwards. Yeah. Um, we went out, you know, I had, I had a few cookies from, uh, knockout cookies is a place in Charleston. Yeah. Um, it's online and they have amazing cookies. They had these things called thick mints, which is, mm-hmm. uh, essentially like thin mint cookie, like, but huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. So I had stuff like that. Um, and we went to like a few different places I had saved, um, that I wanted to eat. Right. Um, but then the focus needed to be back on reverse and doing it properly. Cause it, I mean, honestly, like if you don't do it properly, you can mess up with your, mess up your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go into adrenal fatigue, um, which will affect your gut. And then also, affect your thyroid, which affects your cortisol levels, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sex hormones go crazy. Yeah. Um, everything. So everything's connected. So if you didn't, if you're not doing it properly, you could really mess up your body. 
Yeah. Um, so I personally ha- think that reserve, uh, reverse diet, um, is the hardest, but also like the most important. Right. So yeah. you're saying you're in the, still in the reverse dieting phase, but then you're also preparing for, uh, your next competition. So how does, how does that work? Just being really conscientious about what you put in your body or mm-hmm. how do you phase those two together? So we're currently in like what I would consider like bulk phase, right? Yeah. So, um, the whole intentions of it is to get bigger muscles. Um, I essentially got told I need to get like 10 pounds worth of muscle on my, mm-hmm. on my frame. Um, so it's, understanding like so i'm increasing my calorie intake but i'm not allowing it to be um like bad calories essentially gotcha. so every okay. everything needs to have a purpose mm-hmm. so um that's why mark the way mark sets it up um like the non-negotiables are pre uh, pre-workout meals intra-workout meals and post-workout meals mm-hmm. um because those, those three are imperative to your workout and how you recover. Right. So. Okay. Interesting. I feel like that is so, it, do you feel like your, your time in the military has helped you prepare for these competitions? Um, yes. In terms of like, I, so I, I don't have the problem of like listening, I guess right. is my biggest thing. Um, a lot of people, they'll be like, why, why do I have to do this? Or right. what's the point of this? And I've, I've been indoctrinated to be like, if somebody is like the subject matter expert, like you listen to them, you yeah. know? So that, that in that point, like, uh, Mark's like, no, you're doing it wrong. Do this. Like uh, Roger, sir. Like, yeah. Move out. <laughs> <laughs> what about discipline? Do you feel like which is more disciplined when you were in the military or competition? Um, for different things. Okay. Um, so food wise, definitely competition, right. 100% competition. Um, I, and even like cardio, um, and lifting wise, I was, very, I mean, military, like the focus was, it's a completely different focus Like you're more um, what I would consider CrossFit. So CrossFit is a functional fitness kind of situation where you do something to um, make sure your body's ready for some, anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my focus in the military, especially with my soldiers was like, we, we had to pass a physical fitness test, mm-hmm. but I always told my guys, like, I don't really care about cause the physical fitness test was not that great. Yeah. Um, so, so I was like, I don't really care about the physical fitness test. Yes, you have to pass it. But, um, when it comes down to it, what I care about is our aircraft, if it has a hard landing, um, and we're in, in, an area where enemy is, I need you to be able to get that 250 pound guy out of the aircraft and drag him 50 feet with all his gear and his weapon so that we can come pick you up. So that's what I cared about. So, um, Food wise, like, yeah, we wanted to eat so that we made sure that we were able to do those, that mission, you know, right. Um, and stay alert at all times. Um, but for competition, the focus was, I need to make sure that this part of my body looks 
exactly the way that I want the judges to see. Right. You know, um, and it was a very specific, yeah. you know, regimen for that reason. Right. So. so we'll talk about that competition here in a second, but you personal train. So you're a pilot, then you're competing, you're married, and then somehow you find time to personal train other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I personal train over at Gold's Gym. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's great. I love working with uh, the people at Gold's Gym. They always keep me on my toes. Do you so. work with Susan Perkins? Uh, I, Island. she, what she, oh no. Um, I do Gold's Gym North Charleston. Okay. Awesome. So. Yeah, she was yeah. on my, my show not too long ago, and she spoke highly of, of her gym as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the competition itself, um, it could lead to body dysmorphia, change uh, in your hormones. What was your experience like that? I know a lot of women uh, go on stage, and then after, after they compete, obviously you're not um, – stage presentable and then you see your photo of when you were on stage and you constantly feel like you want your body to look like that have you had any issues mentally with that oh yeah absolutely um it's i mean it's definitely a change um and it's understanding where you are so um it's not over like kind of situation like so i I can't speak for the people who are one and done. I want to continue in the sport. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to it, like the way that I have to focus myself is like, yeah, I'm not exactly happy with the way that I look right now because I'm not stage lean um, and stage lean only happens, you know, four weeks out of the year kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am making a better stage lean. So in order, you kind of have to like switch that to like, this is, this is here right now so that when I am stage lean again, mm-hmm. it's bigger, better, and like exactly what the judges want. Right. Well, how do you like mentally, how do you, are you able to, what do you have to tell yourself if you, to appreciate where you're at? Because like you said, stage lean only happens for four weeks out of the year. So if you're competing twice, that's eight eight weeks, it's, it's very short lived. So how do you practice, you know, having um, grace for yourself when you're not stage lean and being happy with, with where you're at? Is there anything specific that you do to kind of keep your mind in check? Yeah. um, I mean, I, I definitely am not the best at it. Um, I, there are a few people that I follow, um, her name's Celeste. She's a therapist for, um, bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, she does a podcast on like body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and like just the issues that are, that are led to because of bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I listen to her, which like helps me like, okay, I'm not the only one in this position. But along with that, um, like I try to focus on the numbers in the logbook. Yeah. So um, like, hey, you know, yeah, I don't look the way that I want to look right now. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am lifting so much more. Like, right. uh, 
you know, going to failure on the leg press um, with, you know, five, six plates on each side, you know, I, I couldn't do that at, you know, right. stage lean. Yeah. So as I was, I was having a hard time getting yeah. through my workouts at stage lean. And yeah. now I'm like destroying leg day. So yeah. you kind of have to like maintain the focus of like, Hey, every, everything has a purpose. Right. And, and this phase is purposefully made so that you're better mm-hmm. later on. And you make what you said, like you, you may look a certain way, the way you want to look, but you're tired as F, you know, Yeah. <laughs> your tired, your energy is low. Did you experience being irritable? Oh yeah. Um, my husband's a saint. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I had to like, my issue was like everything. It was just so tiring to listen. I'm like, just right <laughs> you know like because I just I'm so tired I just want to go to bed um so that definitely like you know like next prep that's something that I'm going to try to focus on is like I was definitely a lot more irritable than I realized I was going to be yeah um so it's something that um next prep I want to make sure I recognize what like my triggers are and um try to like remove them from my life right um so that i can be a better human to the people that i love specifically my husband oh so, I love that. Yeah. yeah so and but yeah challenging. and then your your hormones did you experience loss of your period oh yeah um i lost my period two months before we um my show and then I didn't get it back until two months afterwards. Wow. Wow. So yeah, you experience all, all of that stuff that goes along with hormones. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any other, um, maybe result of competing? It was anything happened to your skin or um, brain fog or. Oh yeah. Anything like that? Um, brain fog for sure. Um, and then along with that, uh, so low, extremely low sex drive. Okay. Um, I Your didn't want to do probably it. like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard. Um, yeah. and then, um, I had a hard time sleeping. Mm. Um, that's definitely a, a result of being so low, um, in body fat. And then along with that, because of that, um, I was like just irritable, but also um, I had a hard time pooping. Oh, which, okay. You were constipated? Which, well, not even constipated. I just didn't have poop. Okay. <laughs> like, and it was weird to me. I was like, I can't, like, it's been a couple of days. Why am I not pooping? Right. And so, um, which Mark actually has, um, since then told me that that was not okay. Oh, now you know. <laughs> and yeah, so that's something that I'll learn later on, uh, or, um, discuss later on, because that's something definitely during prep that happened to me at least. Yeah. So, so obviously though, the, the reward you get from competing outweighs all the negative components of it correct or right absolutely 100 um it the people that you meet when you're at the show um 
I met it. So Erin is one of the girls that's actually here in Charleston. Mm -hmm. Um, And I met her at, um, officially met her at the show. And she's just the sweetest human being ever. Um, But a few, like there were seven of us in our show that were all figure and we all got really, got along great. Um, I met a, met a few bikini competitors, but also, you know, being on stage was great. Being able to share it with, like, my best friends drove down from D.C. Mm. Um, so, you know, being able to share that experience with them yeah. um, was great. It was just, it was definitely fun. And proving to yourself that you can do that. Oh, right? yeah. It's extremely difficult. Yeah, it was not, um, I had tried once before while I was in, um, in the army and, um, it was, I got to about seven weeks out and then my, um, coach, I was, I was supposed to be only four weeks out and my coach was like, honestly, you're about seven weeks out. Um, we need to like push back your date and it just so happened to run into training for the military. Okay. And so I kind of had to like cut that. Um, so it, it was like redemption almost. Right. Of like, Hey, I can do this. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not that type of person that like just right. quits on stuff. Right. Yeah. So. How did you place in your first competition? Um, I got third overall, so not That's exactly. Exciting. It's exciting. I, it's not where I wanted to be. So I wanted to be first. Obviously, so. everybody does. But third out of eight, and then your first competition, hello, and then your schedule, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, you know, the competitive in right. me is like, oh my God. So, um, but at least, so Erin won, um, and she's from Charleston. So that makes me happy that Charleston won. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, the, it, it, made me hungry for more. Yeah. So that's for sure. That's so cool. So cool. It, it has been extremely fun chatting with you today. Um, just learned a bunch of, bunch of new things. And I think listeners can relate to your drive and be inspired by you. Where can people find you? Um, aviator underscore Barbie is my handle on Instagram. Yes. And I will leave, leave that in the show notes. You can also pick, pick up the May, June issue of Charleston's oblique magazine because she's on the front cover, which you look amazing by the way. Oh, thank you. Were you nervous at all to shoot that? So nervous. Yeah. Uh, So nervous. Yeah. Did Greg uh, um, photograph you or John? Okay. Yeah. Greg shot shot me. Amazing. He's so talented. He absolutely is. I'm like, oh my gosh, all his photos. I'm like, you are extremely talented. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I know you had a long day yesterday and you're flying today. So I appreciate you squeezing this in. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. Of course. You guys, if you love this episode, please make sure to take take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and take a screenshot of this episode and upload it to your stories or your uh, regular posts and tag Sam or and or myself. I would love to hear what you loved about this episode. And remember, guys, you got this. Till next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision, and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes, and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and remember to go after the life you want. Bye, guys. Bye.